Hello, my name is James Pikeway, and you are listening to the Nightline Podcast. From cars to health to fitness to music, we have something for everyone. If you have a comment, question, or query about the program, email me, nightline at dubaii1038.ae. And if you're looking for more content from Dubai Eye, dubaii1038.com forward slash podcasts. Enjoy the show. And Motoring Middle East, Imtishan joining us in the studio, which means for the next hour, it is all about cars. The cars you love, the cars you hate, the things that are coming out new, the Ramadan specials. You got a question? Should you be buying the Toyota or the Nissan or the Kia or that Porsche or, you know, whatever it is? This is the program to get involved in. Imtishan, we carpooled in. We've been talking cars for like an hour now. Yes, it's at least two or three hours of content already. So if you, in case you missed it, sorry, it's over. That was car talk. We should have recorded the carpool ride in. It's, it'd be carpool car talk. It would be, but a slight bit of education, a bit of comms. It's, it's a little of everything. We, we didn't even sing. We could have we you know, never sing. Could have played on the carpool karaoke Thing. Oh, I'm so over carpool karaoke. <laughs> I am so over it. I know it's inexplicably popular, but I am over carpool yeah, karaoke. Yeah. Uh, Imtishan, obviously, from Motoring Middle East. Find them on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Oh, YouTube, the great videos. Of course, their website, motoringemmy.com. Join us every week at this time to talk about cars. And you, my friend, were at a launch today. The Toyota. Yesterday. Yesterday. Toyota Yesterday. Rush. The Rush. Which the rush. you said, have you heard of the Rush? When you, heard the, when you hear the words Toyota and Rush... And put them together. I what think sort get, of car think, are you thinking of? Okay, here? first thing, when I hear the word Rush, I think Getty Lee and the band Rush. And, you know, you know Tom Sawyer, yeah. their epic tune. I I, was it, wasn't m- that song used in, in one of the more recent movies, Tom Sawyer? It was used in uh, Ready Player One, wasn't it? Didn't they have Rush in that movie? I don't know. I couldn't name a Rush song if you asked me. Okay. That's terrible, isn't it? Yes. It's terrible. So anyway, um, a little bit of Canadiana there. Yeah. Everyone, you've got a whole bunch of people fist pumping in the air. Rush. I hope rush, so. Rush. I hope so. Uh, I don't know. When I I thought it's kind of cool that they've got a... So what uh, kind of car do people visualize when they hear the I'm thinking sports car. Yeah. I'm thinking a little compact... Maybe a hot hatch? Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what you I'm thinking. You could not predict what actual car it is. And it is. What? It is. I won't, it is a seven-seat, four-cylinder, 1.5-liter SUV, rear-wheel drive. It's a very odd little thing. Okay, but paint, it's paint the picture, because when you told me about it, you said, go take a look, and you likened it to a couple of vehicles that, that are, are in that market in other countries. What it is, I think, is a competitor for like the likes of the Hyundai Creta, yeah. the... Uh, the Renault Duster, well, that's probably too cheap. But I'm thinking more in terms inexpensive, of... Inexpensive, inexpensive. Inexpensive vehicle. Well, yeah. no, Duster is very affordable. Yeah. But I think the Creta, etc., the Renault Captur, all one segment, one class about that. Okay. So this slots right in. It's pretty well loaded. It's 68500 That's one price, one model. That's it. Toyota. That's it. So I think if you were shopping for a Corolla, a lot of people turn around and look at this and think, well, why wouldn't I get one of these instead? It's seven-seater. It's rear, a seven-seater. Rear-wheel drive. Rear-wheel drive. So for me right there, seven-seater, okay, I don't have seven people, but, you know, I, I like the idea of a little bit of room. I love rear-wheel drives, mostly because that's what I drive, mm. and I've been driving them for 10 years, and every time I get into the front-wheel drive things again, I kind of go, 
what's going on here? It's I, I'm very I no used idea. to rear wheel. I think we gotta get a hold of this car and see how it feels. But um, automatic or manual? Did they oh, come? Automatic, automatic, automatic. automatic. Nobody sells manuals okay. anymore, which is a shame. Hold on. Now, just to, to sidestep, let's pause the Toyota Rush conversation. Didn't I see on the Motoring Middle East Facebook site somebody has a Porsche Cayenne manual transmission up on Dubiz? A manual V8 Cayenne GTS. It belongs to my friend Laura. Laura. And, and she is, is selling she a frequent it. listener to this program? Of course she I is. I hope so. Laura. I imagine we, she is. Call in. We want to talk about your car that you're getting rid of because we want to hear the it's story. It's nearly 400 horsepower Cayenne with a manual. I mean, I think, I think it is one of only two manual Cayennes I've seen in this country. The other one I think is a V6, which you don't really want. It's yeah. kind of not enough power for that. But it's a V8 GTS. It's all the trimmings. And that is an interesting car. Like, yeah. why wouldn't you so get So why is of? Laura selling this car? She's uh, packing she w- up. She's packing up. Oh, she wants to get a Rush. Okay. Yeah. Um, back <laughs> yes, okay, back to the Toyota Rush. Yeah. 69,000, rear-wheel drive, 1.5 liter, seats seven. Seat seven. It's got keyless go. It's got stuff. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure what it has, actually. It's got a lot of room. You were at that. the launch, though, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, okay. But it's a pretty simple car. It's a simple, yeah. straightforward car, but it's not very expensive. It, you know, I, when I looked up the pictures, they had one, a version from the Philippines, yeah. and I'm going, I've seen these vehicles before. Oh, really? And who were the people who were buying them? Well, I, I was in Bali, and so people who needed narrower cars for streets and stuff that were a little... It, it looks like sort of a Fortuner on stilts, which is not a bad thing, because I like the Fortuner. Um, there's a review of it on our YouTube page, Motoring Middle East. But mm. at the moment, I wouldn't say it's a Fortune. I think it's in the same direction. It comes from that Asian market yeah. design style and studio influence. But I wouldn't say it's a four-wheel drive or off-road or anything. I wouldn't take it to the desert. Not with 1.5 oh. liters. And it's only rear-wheel drive anyway. It's only rear-wheel drive. But it's pretty pretty good on gas. So okay. it's kind of a nice starter car for a lot of people. Yeah. And seats. And so a lot of room. Obviously, it's got the seats all full flat, etc. Yeah. So if you're if you're doing some city, you know, city travel, it's a great city car. I think it'll be a great city car. Would this vehicle be one that someone might say, "Ah, oh, I'm doing the commute, Ajman to Abu Dhabi"? Exactly. I think this is it. It's 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 a good to good good my first Toyota. Okay. Well, let's put it that way. My first Toyota because if you need a car that doesn't break the bank, it's probably cost peanuts to run. Yeah. And has all the room that a Prado would have in the back. <laughs> then it makes a lot of sense. Hmm. It makes a lot of, it's quite funky. It's quite nicely styled on the inside. It's got all the bits into it. Yeah. It's very, very simple to operate. This is what these cars should be. This is what Toyota should be. Simple, affordable transport. Obviously not a Chinese car, not a Korean car. This is Toyota's version of taking on that market. Okay. Affordable, simple transport. Again, all of those cars, they're nothing fancy or special to drive. Where's it made? That's a very good question. Okay, we don't know. We'll we don't we'll, know. But I, I like the idea that someone the might Avanza say... The Avanza is made in Indonesia, Taiwan. Well, so I was the same okay, well, that, well, that's and that's the vehicle that I was I was alluding to that it reminds me of the Avanza. It, it just has that look. I think it's related to the Daihatsu Terios. Okay. The famous four-wheel drive Daihatsu Terios that was actually sold in this market for quite a long time. Yeah. Also, is 1.5. They don't, they don't sell those anymore? I haven't seen them uh, in okay. a long time. Yeah. They might do, but it's yeah. not it's like the Jiminy. It's like it's talked about, but rarely seen, the old Jiminy. I saw a, a nice Jiminy brand new the other day being delivered to someone. I, I was just, I was in you awe. Know, manual Jiminy's are like booked out like six months in yeah, advance. Of course they are. Because people take them and use them as desert hacks or farm cars or whatever. Yeah. It's 52,000 dirhams brand new or something silly like that. comes it's with air conditioning at that price too. So it's I mean, it doesn't have a lot of options. It's got a CD player because Suzuki has not bothered to update that car in a millennium. But you know there's an all new Jiminy coming? There's an really? All, an all new Jiminy for the first time 
and I'm telling you, since the 90s, because the Jimny has been on sale in one form or the other since 1998. Okay, that sounds good to me. So this new, if you look at um, 2018 Jimny on the internet, you'll find it actually styled like a little mini Defender. It's quite cool looking. You see, that could that could it's be quite funky looking. Yeah, that could be very interesting. I think it'd be a great city car that actually has off-road shops and all that. But now, the price looks, is going to go up from from the current. Not. No, it's like fifty, sixty grand max. These are very, very simple, basic cars, but I like them because you know what they are: humble and honest. Yes, hum- there we go, humble and honest. And you know what's nice? You take the Suzuki, you take the Toyota Rush, Japanese engineered, Japanese mindset built into these are Japanese cars. Yeah. yeah. At the end of the day, you know what you're getting is an affordable car that's going to get you places. There's a bit of style to it, yeah. and has you no, know, never going to let you down. According to the launch yesterday, when are we going to be able to get our hands on these? When am I going to be able to walk well, into the Toyota showroom and say, here's my moolah, give me the car? Well, I'll get one as soon as I send the email actually taking off a test drive, which we should hopefully get soon. But you can go and buy one right now. As of yesterday, actually. Really? You could go and buy one. Wow. So they're going on sale straight away. So I'd be curious to see the kinds of people who buy these cars. I'm really curious the demographic of people. What sort of people are buying it? Because it's basically, it's a van. But that's not a bad thing. No, I it's love a, vans. It's, a, it's very, very big, very spacious and comfortable. But mm. it's only a 1.5, so it's not going to blow the doors off on anything on the highway, but it's perfectly, perfectly sufficient. I, I'd be curious if you've got it filled with some groceries, and so you got people, you know, and, and people, seats. you got some luggage in there, you got some big kids. If I had to hazard a guess, I think the back to last row is very much occasional use, yeah. not full size. So we got it full of gear. I'm I just curious how it's going to handle on the road, and I'm, I'm hoping okay with 1.5 liter in there. Well, you know, do you need to be traveling fast, James? You barely crack 100 most days of the week. I, well, as we said today, when we got flashed, it wasn't us. It was someone on the other side. We because, were not flashed. Because I wasn't even doing 110. So It's just not even possible. <laughs> Unless I was getting flashed for going under the speed limit. But I like these kinds of cars <laughs> like the Rush. Because yeah. it's like, the, like we say, one of the best cars you can buy, the best deals you can buy, new or used, is a yeah. Honda CRV. There you go. Well, and that was my question. Would I get a Rush over a CRV or a RAV4? No, CRV is a step up in terms of okay. quality, same with RAV4 and all that. And it's much, it's more powerful. It's a okay. 2.4 or one. I think. Uh, so I'm someone sure who's supposed to say this, but it's going to be a 1.5 turbo very soon. Okay. So someone who's in the RAV4 CRV market is probably not not in the Rush up. market. Yeah, but the new RAV4 is coming as well. By the way, and the new RAV4 looks good. Yeah. The new RAV4 looks chunky. Did they tease it? Did they tease it at the Rush yeah, it's uh, No, no, no. It's, well, they haven't okay. said anything about it, but it's coming soon. And the mm-hmm. RAV4, the new one, yeah. all, the all-new one, is pretty Because the current look. version, I just don't like the look. You I'm, know, I'm I think not, I struggled with I'm it. I'm not in love with out, it. It came out in 2013. At the time, I thought, this is fine. This is sufficient. But previous RAV4s really sort of set yeah. the tone. Yes. For the segment. I think the CR we had this round. Yeah. But I think with the new RAV4, it's going to be something special. Ooh, looking forward to that. Hey, if you're wondering what you've tuned into, I've got Imtishan joining me in studio from Motoring Middle East. This is Car Talk on Nightline. The program you're listening to is Car Talk. Imtishan here from Motoring Middle East. As it says, we're talking about the coolest and maybe the not-so-coolest vehicles on the planet right here in the UAE. If you've got questions about what's hot, what's not, what you're thinking of buying, what you're not thinking of buying, get in touch with us. We might be able to uh, help you get off the fence. Uh, and we got a message. It's a great one. Fazmin has come through. says, uh, hello, gents. Your view on the Mitsubishi Eclipse Cross, please. I can't provide you a view. I can't provide you even a horizon because I'm not driven the Mitsubishi Eclipse Cross. Yeah. But Mitsubishi, if you're listening, we'd like to. Yeah. Great value. This is the first thing. It's yeah, it's like a pretty good little car. I take issue with the name. 
the because eclipse, the eclipse right? is attached to a very long and wonderful series of Mitsubishi sports cars, front wheel drive. So, so I was matter. wondering about that because yeah, the, eclipse, the eclipse is the yeah. very first car you see in the Fast and the Furious. Yeah, in the opening scene, the light lime green uh, Mitsubishi Eclipse, and I happen to notice because my friend in the, in uh, in the U.S. owns it. Oh, there you go. He actually owns the Eclipse from Fast and the Furious, the one that Paul Walker drove in the original one. Wow. So that car is iconic. The Eclipse Cross, maybe not so much. That's more of a generic crossover. But it is it is a nice, easy-looking vehicle. And, yeah. you know, when I... I when I look at this vehicle, and again the price point is is spot on. I mean, the Mitsubishi has got tried. Oh, they're and, all about the value, but uh, tried and true technology in it. And so in in one sense, yes, there are the nice little add-ons, but under the hood, we're looking at engines that have been well worn, well tested, uh, well used, easy in that that platform of engine is easy to get repaired here. Uh, it's not gonna break. It's a Mitsubishi. It'll last yeah. forever. Come on, come on. So, you know, I, I guess the question is, is it, is it a good deal to go and buy one, especially at Can't the rates are right now? I driven it. <laughs> it's a bit like asking me how every airline in the world is. I can't yeah. tell you. I haven't flown all of yeah. them. Yeah. But I think it's a, it's certainly represents an interesting alternative to the likes of the RAV4 CRV or the Compass. It's cheaper. It's cheaper. I think it's actually not... I mean, less expensive. A little bit. Is it in the same class as the RAV4? Or is the Outlander mm, the car in that class? I think the Outlander is in that Yeah, this class. is more like, again, slightly above the Creta. Maybe Sportage? Yeah. Sportage? Yeah, yeah. Sort of smaller. And All these know. cars are going to be the cars of the future. I know? do like the look, though. I mean, I've got to say, the Eclipse Cross, every time I'm behind one, I kind of go, Ooh, what is I this I think Mitsubishi is starting to get their mojo back. But I have a bigger question. Okay. When are we going to see a new Pajero? Why would they make a new Pajero? Like I'm not, I because don't say it's a hundred years old. Okay, I don't say this in a bad way, but the Pajero look is what keeps people buying it because I it hasn't know. changed too much. But and, we need a new one. And and Nissan has done exactly the same thing with the Xterra. They haven't changed it in twenty years. It looks the same. I think there's going to be a new Xterra actually. Really? Because the new Frontier is coming in the U.S. and that's always twinned with the Xterra. Yeah, okay. Now it's not a given, but I think the new Xterra is going to be coming. That's but, 20 years. But Nissan have been selling the same car for 20 years because the current generation Patrol has its older Patrol stablemate still on sale, and that yeah. dates back to 1998. So how exactly how long ago. is that thing going to keep going? I mean, As long as people keep <laughs> buying it, and people keep buying it, especially the new Super Safari, yeah. which I think looks quite good, actually. Yeah, Super Safari does. looks really good. It, it, it's, uh, it's just a color scheme. It, it works. <laughs> it just works. It's, it's funny because I've, I've seen Super Safaris, the new ones, right beside you know, the new Patrols, and I kind of look at the patrol, and it's kind of that rounded, and it's you know it's nice and big and bulky. And then I just look at the super safari and go, "That's but what that I want." But that is legitimately can claim mm-hmm. or lay claim to the term iconic. Yeah. The Nissan Patrol, yeah. that patrol in the UAE, iconic. And I love whatever the way, you think about it. I love the way the back doors. I mean, the little the in the back. Yeah, the barn doors open up. I I just love that look. And yes, it's a great vehicle. It is a thirsty vehicle. There is nothing like. Nissan patrols when it comes to drinking gas. Yeah. But it's very much a part so of its time. Is it still 90s. an inline six in that thing? Very much. An, it's yeah. a forklift engine. Did yeah. you know that? No. The engine in the patrol, the famous TB48, is actually a forklift engine. Well, there you go. And it's been used in many a forklift for years and years. That's why it's yeah. so talky, because it's used to pulling stuff <laughs> off of shelves <laughs> and lifting tons. Uh, back to the Mitsubishi Eclipse Cross, you know, go give it a test drive. And fortunately, drive a hard deal now. I would say. With well, the that's, the other thing. that's the other drive thing. Drive a deal. Don't take the first offer they sell you because everybody needs to move metal, irrespective. Even if it's a Bentley, everybody needs to move metal. There we so go. So you will make a good deal. Uh, or walk out. 
<laughs> be prepared to walk out. Yeah. So coming back to Fazbin saying, even the name eclipse tr- uh, triggered me about the the, the coupe. Uh, it says the couple, but I think we're talking about the coupe. Yes. Should the name of the car matter? He's easily triggered, Fazbin. Yeah, He's easily triggered. I, I I don't think so. I you know. I, I think it does in some cases. That's think? a good question, actually. Should the name of the car matter? It's like yeah. it's like saying, should the end of a TV series reflect your entire opinion on the entire TV series? For example, a lot of people didn't like the ending of Lost, right? Uh, I didn't but have an issue with the ending of Lost at so all. So you didn't mind, but a lot of people didn't like <laughs> it, and they retroactively hated the entire series. In okay. the same way, a car... A Mitsubishi Eclipse Cross is a tricky one because it's taking a great name yeah. and putting it on something else. But it's a cross. It's the Eclipse. It's got the it's, it's got the, the mindset and the feeling of the they're Eclipse, but in a cross. Mitsubishi is going to do one better. Yeah. They're going to take the Evo and put it on some sort of crossover, electric <laughs> crossover, and you wait till the pitchforks come out then. <laughs> Same thing with, for example, the Supra. The new Supra is coming. Oh, the Toyota Supra. I'm, I'm, I'm very worried about that because I remember the Supra when it was that nice boxy thing. It's not going to be boxy. It's no. not going to be the gonna boxy. It's going to be a slippery smooth BMW. But is it going to live up to being a Supra? Like a GTR <sighs> successfully made that transition because the old GTR is a very different sort of car. But the new one is very high tech and the next one is going to be even more high tech. Now, the new Corvette that's coming, which is a surprise to everybody except GM, is going to be a mid-engine <laughs> car. It's going to be... What? Yeah, what? yeah, yeah. It's not a mid-engine. Back, back to mid-engine? Well, they never did me. What are you talking about? No, no, but, but I'm thinking the there was a, a Toyota. Mm. What was that? The Toyota... Mm, some Toyota used to have a mid-engine thing. Mm, yeah, the MR2, you're thinking of. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's not a that's Corvette a, driver. No, no. But, that's, but the Corvette's but, going mid-engine from really? early next year. Wow. And that's gonna is that going to be a Corvette if it's basically a supercar now? No. That's the question. Is it, no. A Corvette should have the long yes. deck and short, you know, yeah. right, short hood, long hood, no. short deck. That's it. What are they doing? It's at the new NSX. New NSX okay. is all hybrid, all singing, all dancing. All right. But is it the NSX? Which oh, was so are they gonna are they gonna pull a Nissan with the Patrol and the Super Safari and have the the regular Corvettes and then these new? Yes, actually, you actually got exactly. They're gonna run the uh, C7 Corvette for another year. Just a year. Just like the Wrangler is run for an extra year yeah. production-wise, and now the new Wrangler is all set. And all okay. But that's basically an evolution of the existing model. Yeah. Whereas the Corvette is a complete rethink of the concept. Interesting. People, so people are either going to so love that or matter. hate that. The name yeah. does matter. Yeah, if you put a right. car that was called 911 and you didn't have the engine in the back, people yeah. would be up in arms. You're right. Okay. I, I'm, I'm totally with you there. The name yeah. matters. And maybe that's... We, we need to have a chat unless, with the folks over at Mitsubishi to figure out the logic It's a here. car that's so far gone in history that nobody cares. And then you can do what you like with it. Like... No, D- they don't make eclipses anymore, right? Don't have any eclipses in years. So uh, maybe they're just trying to revive the name. They ju- maybe they just like the name. Well, they've got IP because they pay for these names. They yeah. trademark them. So from their point of view, why are they sitting on this cash money name that they could be using to yeah. sell cars? Yeah. Now, they're gambling that the, the few enthusiasts they upset are worth drawing people back to the brand. So I mm. think the eclipse, for the eclipse cross sales are strong. Yeah. So I think it was worth it. All right. Well, we'll see. We but will it's see. dangerous to take. You know some people that could use good names? Cadillac. Because <laughs> they got this ATS, CTS, Malachi. I don't get, I don't get those names. And I they've don't got all get these it. great names in the box. I know that Ronald from Cadillac's going to be bringing me up and SMSing me in a minute. But I I, I wish the names would come back. The, the Fleetwoods, Fleetwood, yes. Brogum. Yes. Brom, 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 Whatever. Brom. We call them the Brogum out here. The Caprice, I know it's a Chevy, but you get my uh, point. They had yeah. the old, the Pontiac Parisienne. Oh, you see? 
It was just a Caprice. 1965 Pontiac Prisienne with a window that went down in the back window. Straight away, mm. there's a big smile on your face. You these see? Number, these names and numbers don't work. CT, whatever. <sighs> yeah. I'm not singling yeah. out Cadillac by any means. The no, cars no. are actually really good. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Cars yeah. are really good. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're but everything doesn't need to be German. Mm. Everything mm. doesn't need to be an A, A7, A8. That works for them. Imtishan's here, by the way, from Motor Middle East. If you're wondering what you're listening to, this is Car Talk. And you feel free to get involved. Don't let us just ramble along. If you've got questions about your ride, what is hot, what is not, uh, do do have a chat. Do you think it's going that way? Everything is sort of heading down that... Trying I think, to, trying I think to be cars... German? I think cars in general are getting more boring. I think everything's getting more boring. words. But they're true words, sadly. Everybody's just making cars. Because, look, at this point, everybody's figured out how to make a car that's more or less blandly reliable. Um, <laughs> they're kind of round. Everyone, they're, because they ex- all share the except same Except for components. the caddies. Except for the caddies. They're not round. They're, they're still pretty they're sharp and angular. cool. Angular. I like the caddies. But yeah. the special sauce that divides car companies is how they're able to create a car that drives memorably. And for a lot of people now, they're leaving a lot of that up to the suppliers. They're yeah. basically taking the cars and designing stuff. And then the suppliers are filling in the gaps. So you get cars, like all of the current Germans, kind of whether you go from A1 to A8. Oh, yes, I was on the A8 launch. I can talk about the A8 as well. well. You know what? We're going to talk about that in just a second. If you're wondering what you've tuned into, this indeed is Car Talk right here on Nightline. Definitely get the Messenger app. Car Talk is the program you're tuned into. we got Imtishan joining us from Motoring Middle East. And we got a question that's come through from Sid. He says, hi, guys. I'm driving a Honda Accord 2006 year model, 330,000 kilometers on the clock. Very nice. A round of applause for that. Oh, yes, Dri- yeah, driving that thing in. Uh, it's an amazing car. My question is, for how long should I drive this beauty before I start? It starts giving me trouble. As long as you want. Are, are you Are you doing the regular maintenance? No getting reason. the services when stuff breaks, you're getting it fixed promptly. That thing will last forever. Forever. There's no reason that car shouldn't last forever. Yeah. But I give you no better example than ludicrous. Now, we all know who Ludacris is. He's part of the Fast and the Furious. And a, and, yeah. and a bit of a singer. A bit yeah, of a singer. A bit of a singer, yes. A bit of a singer. Ludacris has an Acura legend that he's earned, owned since the early 90s. Really? And he's had this legend. And it is a legend. He's yeah. got 385,000 miles on it. Wow. And he's still driving it. He's got all that money. He's got jets. And if you go on his Instagram, you'll see pictures of him with his Acura Legend, which he's had since the beginning, and he still yeah. loves it. And Acura actually just refurbished it for him recently as well. Really? But the car, and he can see, and he's not kidding around. You'll see him driving this 90s Acura mm-hmm. around. So to answer to your question, yeah. Sid, the Hondas last yeah. forever. I, here's my, my other question. Acura, the brand that is, uh, you know, kind of like the Infiniti and the Lexus. Exactly, yeah. Why has Honda not brought the Acura brand here? Uh, it isn't quit. So why haven't they brought it here? Um, there's stuff that we can't really get into oh, okay. on the air. But long story okay. short, there, it has been the attempts to bring it here. Okay. But it's still under discussion. All right. Okay. I hope so. I love the Acura brand. Yeah, I think the NSX is long overdue. Yes. The NSX needs to come over here. And I think the Acura brand. But to be honest, it's going to be a bit of an uphill struggle because Acura sure. is not really, even in the U.S., it doesn't really have a headline product that lifts the brand up. And I think a cup apart from Lexus, most of them struggle with it. Infinity as well. Yeah, I've, of course. You know, the, I I was gonna say that that every time I see some of the Infinity products out there, I kind of go, ooh yeah. But I always think Lexus. I think, yeah. Oh, it's like, well, they're pretty distinctive. Lexus has also been doing a lot of clever marketing stuff like that. Yeah. Infinity is getting there. I think they're starting to head towards defeated products. I wish they had done that Q50 with the GTR engine from a few years ago. Yeah. That was cool. The Eurouge yeah. concept. Yeah. That was pretty cool. I, I, I spin around the autodrome in that with David Coulthard behind the wheel. 
Really? Yeah. He can talk and go sideways. That's nice. He can literally <laughs> talk about the groceries that he's have shopped for and go full sideways because he's David Coulthard. Uh, question about uh, well, the questions come in from Alex on the Messenger app, and Alex wants to know when will the new Infinity QX70 come out? Any ideas? Good question. I have no idea. No. I'm not sure they even is a new QX70. I had to actually Google this just now to figure out which is the QX70. That's the one that used to be the FX. Yes. Yeah. So the answer is I don't know. You don't know. I think it's well overdue for an update. By Absolutely. Now. I yeah. mean. Uh, you know, about time, basically. You know, the challenge is people are still buying the old product. Yeah, but it's got to be time things. for an update. Yeah. It's, the, it's the Pajero problem, as I'm going to call it in the future. I the mean, Pajero problem. The Pajero sells and sells <laughs> yeah. and sells in yeah. vast numbers. Yeah. And the market is largely happy with it. But imagine how much more they could sell. Yes. Like, by that logic, Jeep could have kept the Wrangler going for another 20 years. But no, they updated. I'm, st- I'm still stuck in, you know, the old... 2007. Older. Yeah. <laughs> but the reality is that the the reason you buy the new Wrangler, not because yours runs f- perfectly fine, but because you get so many updates in terms of yeah. safety, in terms yes. of technology. Engine. Yeah. yeah. Fuel economy. There are literally... Backseat that reclines. Backseat that reclines. I love and that. you can do so much more with the vehicle. Yeah. Uh, cars evolve. You know, I'll get serious for a second. Okay. Car deaths have declined in a lot of markets around the world. And the reason for that is, I'm not sure it's because the enforcement is the answer or because cars themselves... Oh, you said just deaths. Yeah. I thought you said debt. No, no. Car debt. debts. Death. Deaths in cars. Death. 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 Okay. Deaths in cars. Deaths in cars. Deaths in cars. Deaths, deaths and debts. But yeah. yes, um, they are declining because cars mm. have gotten safer. Yeah. Enforcement obviously makes a difference as well, but the cars that you drive today as opposed to say, the 60s, which oh, are absolute yeah. death traps. There's a great video on YouTube you should look <laughs> the 65 up. 65 Parisian. You know what made that car? It was just steel. But there were no... Yeah, but you know, a lot of people have that idea that yeah. a, st- a solid steel car from the 60s is safer than a modern car made up of plastic and fiberglass and what have you. Completely didn't have wrong. Good, didn't have good crumple zones, I'll tell you. But it So was there's a, a video heavy... on YouTube. You've probably seen it. Probably If you have, go and see it. Because that'll put any doubts you have to rest. It was, a, I think, a Biscayne, a Chevrolet Biscayne from the 60s. Big, massive yeah. boat of a car going up against an Impala. I think it was like an 06 Impala. Not a car we got here. It was like a full-size car. Yeah. It was a front-wheel drive car. Yeah. Nothing special. Just normal, average, four-door sedan Chevy versus a four-door sedan Chevy from the 1960s. And this is a boat. Big wings, big fenders, everything. It is terrifying. The northern car, obviously, is crushed, but the passenger cabin, completely untouched. Yeah. But the Biscayne, destroyed. Really? It's like the Biscayne drove into a wall. Well, it did technically drive into a wall. It did, but it just drove into another yeah. Chevy. But you think the whole idea that the big steel car can protect you? No. The cabin is destroyed yeah. and, the, and, the, and the dummies are something to see. So, yeah. yes, an old car is not a safe car to be in. And just a side note, the BMW 530e, that's the hybrid. They're, they're going to have a charging mat for that car. Can you imagine? Is it like a yoga mat? I don't know. I haven't seen pictures of it. That's the thing. But it's literally going to be, you're going to be able to drive it onto this charging mat to charge. Well, Rolls-Royce did that ages ago. Yeah. With the 102 EX concept, electric car, the electric rolls, which I drove the electric oh. rolls about almost 10 years ago. And I don't know why Rolls-Royce never bought that to market. I don't it know. had a 100-kilometer range, something silly like See, that. See, that's not bad. Imagine what it would do but today. But it, it had a giant induction mat that you could park the car yeah. on top of, and that's how they charged. So the technology's out there. Why? The technology's been out for 100 years. Why aren't people using the technology? Like, it just doesn't make sense to me. I'll tell you why they didn't make the electric Rolls-Royce. 
because the electric Rolls Royce, by the way, one of the world's most peerless cars, and you make electric makes it even better because it just has a shed line of torque. You know what they did when they first started the car up and they drove off with electric motors, just no engine, electric motors, they snapped the axle because it developed <laughs> so much torque, it actually broke the back axle. So once they came back and stiffened it up, they drove it around the autodrome with us. Yeah. And suddenly you're aware of little squeaks and rattles because it's so silent and a Rolls wow. Royce is built like nothing else. Yeah. But even a Rolls Royce suddenly shows the flaws. <laughs> Wow. So they took that on a road show around the world. They talked to people and clearly not enough, not enough people were bowled over by the idea. But that was 2010. In 2018, well, I 2018 think Tesla will happen. So, you know, people yeah. might be into it now. And I think electric Rolls Royce is something that people will be into. And now we've got the Rolls Royce SUV. What do you think of the Rolls-Royce SUV? The Cullinan, for those who are wondering. Yeah, the Cullinan. I, I don't know what to think. I mean, I, I you know, I was a naysayer about all these other SUVs. <laughs> that were what do you think of the Bentayga? The Bentley Bentayga? I, I actually really like it. So I'm, that's what I'm it's, thinking. It's a hideous looking car. Uh, I, I actually like the look of it. So, oh. I, so I'm thinking the Rolls-Royce. I love Royce. the interior of the Bentayga, but the exterior is a challenge. <laughs> it's got, it's a got the regular front end of any Bentley I've ever seen. And but then the tied back end. to a station wagon. Yeah, I know. And that's what I thought. Wow, this I is mean, cool. I mean, I hear it's really good off-road. Real, I, see. Uh, I don't know who's off-roading their Bentley. I don't but know somebody <laughs> might be. But that's nothing, man, compared to this Rolls-Royce. What's yeah. your hot take Mr. on the Rolls-Royce Mr. Alphalasi, does he own a Bentley? He must take it off-road. He's got a Tesla Model X. D- takes that off-road? He takes everything off. Yeah. But so. he's also got that su- that Tundra that he flew, uh, yeah. this 2006 Tundra, supercharged, which is uh, went through the air. Yeah. And when he landed, everything broke. There you go. You see the picture, you don't see the aftermath. <laughs> but what do you think of the cool, the cool in it? I'm trying to I, say it carefully. I, you know, I here's my thing. Spluttering away. I understand why they're doing it. Well, here comes out the NBA talk. I get it. But just it's just not a Rolls Royce to me when you start putting these things in SUVs. A Rolls is a Rolls. It's the coupe. It's the big mammoth four-door thing that you know just spanks of luxury and opulence. And I just can't imagine this SUV with the sheepskin carpets and taking it off-road. I just the don't. Wool. Yeah. Now I'm going to be slightly controversial here. Yeah, okay. I think Rolls Royce has a legitimate claim to it because their Whoa. cars... Really? Did you just set me up? Yeah, I did set you Imtishan up. Imtishan here, <laughs> by the way, from Motoring Middle East. If you're wondering who I'm talking to, motoringme.com. And we are talking about cars. This is Car Talk on Nightline. My name is James Pikeaway. I just got set up by Imtishan talking about the Rolls-Royce Yes, SUV. because Rolls-Royce, their cars were taken off-road. Lawrence of Arabia, no lesser figure than T. E. Lawrence in the Middle East history, used a fleet of Rolls-Royces on his raiding parties. And in Africa... People use Rolls Royces. In India, they use Rolls And why? Because they were very good off-road. Mm. They were actually quite good. Rolls Royces formed the basis of quite a few armored cars back in the day. Mm. So Rolls Royces have been used in the desert for a very long time. And you know why? Because they were tough as hell. Tough as cars could be made. Now, to the Kulinan. I'm going to admit that I kind of like it. <laughs> That's See, I like it. I just, just, I just kind of go. Mm. I don't. I, I like it a lot. I, I really want to get behind the wheel of one. Just I think to, it's magnificent. Yeah. It's so. You know, you know what's <laughs> so you, big. You know what people. That's what people don't realize. In the pictures. It kind of doesn't make sense. But when you see it, they've been very careful not yeah. to put it parked to anything. Because it's the size of a navigator. Yeah. It is gigantic. <laughs> it is absolutely, it's like two seven series. <laughs> it is wide and huge. Everything a Rolls Royce is imposing. Now, a lot of people don't realize it's about a phantom. Because they've seen a lot of ghosts. But maybe yeah. I've seen so many phantoms. A phantom is the size and height of an SUV. 
Like you could park a Mazda Miata under the mirrors <laughs> really? of a Rolls Royce Phantom. So the Phantom, when you sit in a Phantom, you are not sitting down in traffic. You are sitting eyeballing with some BMW X5s. Yeah. Maybe not patrol mm. high, but certainly getting pretty close. Yeah. That's the whole point, Rollers. You imperiously steer down at traffic. Yeah. So I, I think when, when this Kalian gets Everybody here, will want to buy it. Oh, yeah. I want to buy it. I want to be at the launch now. That thing is behind you. You're getting out of the way. You're, you're getting out of the city. <laughs> you're getting out of town. It's going to be incredible. I just, yeah. yeah. I wish the name was a little bit more sensible. It's a weird name. Spectre wasn't a good name. They Spectre. Use, they use so many good, like, Ghost, Phantom, Dawn. Yeah. Dawn's kind of a cheesy name. But, like, Spectre would have been a great name. Yeah. But again, we've been confused with the movie. The, well, there you go. We don't want to do that either. Yeah. This is Car Talk. If you're wondering what you've tuned into, my name's James Pikeway. I'm Tishan here from Motoring Middle East. More questions coming. Mohammed, you're up next. Uh, Imtishan joining us from Motoring Middle East. We're talking cars, and Mohammed's come through and says, Hey, guys, great show. I got a question. And he we says, didn't even edit that in. He actually said that. Yeah, he did. He said, it's a great show. It's, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Why is Nissan, why is the Nissan Patrol card called the Armada in the U.S.? Cries deeply. Is the current Patrol going to be renamed to the Armada here? That's coming. That's from? two questions. It is two. Yeah, uh, we'll let that slide. Why? I mean, we have an Armada here, and what, what's the Armada called in the U.S.? I mean, I. Do they, they well, the Armada. No, we don't have an Armada here anymore. We no. haven't had an Armada for a few years actually. Okay, it's the old ones. I but still the see. old Armada. Well, the Armada and the Patrol are close related under the skin. Yeah. But in the U.S., the Armada name is better known. Nobody knows what a patrol is. And car yeah. companies don't take risks. Contrary to what people think, they're not there to do stuff for fun. Yeah. They are businesses. And the Armada name is well known in the U.S. So the new, when they came time to replace the Armada, well, they kind of didn't do a new Armada for a long time. Because that isn't a very big segment. In that segment, really, what rules it? Things like the Suburban, etc. Yeah. Big seven-seaters. Um, and the luxury end, you've got the Escalade, you've got the Navigator fighting it out. Yep. But in the big bucket sort of wagon then you really want to go to Sequoia you've got the Sequoia, the Sequoia. oh there okay. I was thinking Sequoia yeah, the Expedition yeah. and you've got the Armada yep. and you've got the GM cars right. but apart from that you don't have a patrol so nobody knows what yeah. the patrol is so why would they bring the name patrol there and put a lot of money, millions of dollars into making people understand what a patrol is? Now, for you and me in Dubai, we all know what a patrol is. I think you pretty much stamped into our heads at birth what a patrol is. I mean, you drive yeah. on the street, you will see a patrol yeah. <laughs> every 30 seconds. So there is there is exactly that. Hmm. Nissan made the call to po- yeah. follow the popular name. They're now, not, not going to turn the patrol into the Armada here. It's not going to no, happen. Because no, because exactly the same reason. Yeah. Nobody knows. Well, Armada is popular here, but the patrol is a well, well-established yeah. brand name. There exactly. is no reason yeah. to rename it here. Yeah. So the exact same reason, but from different angles. There we go. Uh, Alex uh, is clarifying, says, hey, Rolls-Royce are not calling the Cullinan an SUV. Oh, please. I'm sorry, Alex. Oh, please. They call it the, uh, the high-sided vehicle. It's a nonsense thing that Rolls-Royce just made up. Yeah. It is absolutely an SUV. <laughs> it is sporty. It can carry stuff, and it's a vehicle. Yeah. It is. I'm not falling for this Rolls-Royce nonsense. <laughs> it's like everybody has to invite... Oh, I thought you were done. You're, you're still on the rant. Okay, keep ranting. <laughs> because everybody wants to not call their car... An SUV. Because SUV has that, there's a connotation to it. The Rolls-Royce practically invented the things back in the yeah. 1920s and 30s. Yeah. Maybe they need to invent a, maybe they've got their own name. It's not a sports utility vehicle, and it's honest, just a... And by the way, Alex, just so you should know, <laughs> just so you know. Just you, clarification, Alex. I, I mean, you don't have to do what the manufacturers tell you. If you don't, you can call it anything you like. Yeah. 
I mean, as long as you're going to car, car should have four wheels, for example. There are some baseline facts it's here. It's an automobile. Can, it's an automobile. But you don't have to do what the manufacturers say. That is an SUV. No. And I'll stand fight anybody who says otherwise. <laughs> Sean, all caps, wants to know, do you think the Hummers should be back? What you, do you think? Okay, this is an interesting thing. When I saw the new Jeep Wrangler, and my wife and I were walking by one, we were in Venice Beach, and we're walking by this thing par- parked outside of the Cow's End coffee shop. Oh, what did you think of the new Wrangler? So this is the thing. First first look at one sitting on the side of the road that someone's driving. We walk, ra- walk around it, and we're going, man, it reminds me of a Hummer. The doors and all that reminded me of a Hummer. Uh, my, my thoughts... I. You know, the little things that they've changed, the essence is still there. Those little nubby things that used to be on the hood that nubby are things. that are now more integrated. That's yeah. to keep the, the bonnet, or I said the windshield on the bonnet yeah. when you fold it down, which um, we still do. But yeah. would you buy one? Yes. That, that was not even a pause there. Not even not even like a, <laughs> if you win the lottery, the Mushrek Millionaire, you'd be straight I'm in there. there. I'm there. I own one. Yeah. Yeah, no question asked. I liked it. I really liked it. Yeah, I would too. Actually, <laughs> I actually I have to say we have a rare choice of us yeah. agreeing. But the but new Wrangler, good yeah. car. But I haven't even driven it yet, and I already feel sold on yeah. it. See, Should Hummers be back? Yes. Well, again, answer that question. Yeah. 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 I, I absolutely. I don't know why they stopped making them. Uh, because GM went bankrupt. Yeah. Well, there we go. That that's, was bad timing. Yeah. Well, the GM that emerged is not the same company technically. It's a different company formed out of the ashes of that. But one of the sacrifices is lots of really great brand names. Hummer has only been known for a short while, but Pontiac, yeah. Oldsmobile, mm, all yeah. killed in the Great yeah, Death. The Oldsmobile. Oh, the the Buick Pontiac. I think Hummer should be back because I'd I like to too. see GM have an off-road brand. Now, yeah. I take a Ram off-road. And I asked the Ram guys, well, why don't you make a Raptor? And they're like, well, we have Jeep. They're yeah. like, literally, like, we have Jeep. Why do we need to make an off-road brand? We have the original off-road brand. Go. You're right. Jaguars don't need to go off-road, although they kind of mm. can now, yeah. because they have Land Rover. Mm. But GM doesn't have one. And I think Hummer was there. I'd love to see Hummer come back. It's a pipe dream. It'll never happen. But they probably keep renewing the patents. Now, Ford doesn't need to, because Ford went through the trouble of making an off-road car. Yeah. That's arguably an icon, the Raptor. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that Ford has a sub-brand, although I hear that the Bronco is going to be a family of vehicles. Really? Yeah, so the first real Challenger Wrangler is coming from Bronco. Now, I also hear on this topic... Who are you talking to that you're hearing all this? I I keep my ear to the ground. I hear that uh, GM is not necessarily bringing the Hummer back, but they might be bringing back something else that might get people salivating and something very off-road to take on the Bronco, to take on the Wrangler. And you know what it's going to be called? No. It's a it's a famous name. It be, it's the Blazer. <gasps> okay. The Blazer might be coming back. The Blazer and the Jimmies and the Blazers. I want the Jimmies coming. <laughs> the <laughs> the Jimmy was back, never a great name. The bringing back. I, I, I the love Blazer the might be again. Really? This is unsubstantiated. This is just yeah. what I hear through the grapevine. But, but the, if for those of you who don't know, the Blazer was like a two-door yeah. coupe, four-wheel drive, just like the Bronco, if, sort if, of like a two-door Wrangler. If they really made it an off-roader, that would be. Absolutely interesting. I think there's a big gap because right now Wrangler's got that entire market. Yeah. Toyota's not breaking the FJ anymore, although we can still buy them in the UAE because we have all the FJs <laughs> ever made. Are but are they not making them anymore? Like no, they're done? They stopped making them in like a year ago. Really? Or maybe two years ago. But we For still real? have Because I see brand new across. ones out. I see. Yeah, well, because we have lots of stock. So okay. FJs are still very much on sale. Where, where are they sitting? Like, can we go walk around the field and look at them? Just go to buy them. <laughs> can we just go walk and see what's got sand covered in it and their, their holding bin? Don't do that. Don't do that. I want to go see some of these things. Yeah. Just have a walk around. See, don't, okay. do <laughs> no, don't do that. No, don't do that. Don't do that. Just go to the showroom and d- buy does one. Does someone like go and else. start them up every now and then? Because they're, they're often... The Toyotas, s- man. You can leave them sitting in a cave okay. for 100 years <laughs> and they will start straight up and drive away. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
Shall I talk about my Rolls Royce, uh, my Range Rover idea? Yes, please. Throw so, it out really quick because we've got three minutes. All right, very quickly. I have seen a Range Rover for sale on the internet for 6,000 dirhams. There's a catch. There's a it's catch. It's a 2003. Everything works except the engine. So now here's the question. Do I buy this car? Do I haggle the car down from 6,000 to less, even less? Full Range Rover, a full car. Do I go and buy one and then gamble that I can find an engine to put into it? Which still keep me on like a 10,000 dirham budget to get a working Range Rover. I would do it. I'd, I'd what would that. you do? Yeah, I'd do it. Yeah, do you think ten, Is that too much to spend? Do, do you think 10,000 dirhams for a car? No, I, I think that's perfectly... <laughs> it's a Range I mean, Rover, man. I think man. it's a balmy idea. It's a it's fixable a, engine. I mean, you get a new engine. It's no, a the fixable, old engine died. <laughs> yeah, but it's a fixable machine. All you need to do is drop the engine into it. That is a wonderful idea. And it's, I mean, it's a Range Rover. Yeah. I mean, there's no such thing as a reliable <laughs> Range Rover. Okay, real quick one here. Yeah. Taha's come through. I'd like to buy a used Lexus car. My budget is less than 100,000 dirhams. Which is the best model? Boom. Any of them. They're all good. <laughs> Which mean, one does he want? Under 100,000. RX right? family car. LX, no way at 100,000. You could find some of the ISs maybe. Yeah. Uh, definitely none of the RCs. But you could find the NX. NX probably. The Ooh, NX is a small okay. crossover. So that'd probably be your closest bet. Yeah. 100,000. That's pretty good. But again, go to Lexus approved or go to Automall. They'll have a few cars for you there. I don't know. Okay. You, th- you think uh, Lexus approved might be... Lexus approved would be the most, more, slightly more expensive car, but probably the best car in terms of provenance and condition. Automall will be very close behind. And don't forget, both of them offer warranties. See, that, and that's the key because sometimes these Lexus get, uh, they get, they get a good run in them. So you want to make sure that... Uh, yeah, but they can take it. It, uh, is a, it is a Toyota under the hood. So yeah, <laughs> Lexus is about as good a Japanese used luxury car as you're going to get. There you go. It's that simple. Yeah. Uh, huge thanks to everyone who has come into the conversation this evening through the SMS line. Of course, if you've got questions throughout the week, fire them to us. Nightline at Dubaii1038.ae. And don't forget to follow these guys. That's Motoring Middle East over on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And, of course, the YouTube channel. Oh, why not just go and check out the used car buying guides and the car buying guides on your website, MotoringMiddleEast.com. Why not? Why not? not? Information, education, entertainment, all wrapped into one. That's Motoring Middle East. And they join us here every week at this time. Imtishan this week. And we'll see who's with us next week. Imtishan, thank you very much for coming out. Always a pleasure.